Hello, beloved, and welcome to this week's Bible study. And in this week's Bible study, we are going to look at the Holy Spirit and Jesus. This is part one of the Holy Spirit and Jesus. Now, before we continue, let's just have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can dig into your word and to find in your word what your word has to say in your revelation about the Holy Spirit and especially the relationship between the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I pray, Father, that as we study your word and as we look at the relationship between Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, I pray that it will be a revelation to us and uh, that we will grow spiritually and also grow in knowledge. Uh, Because at the end of the day, Father, uh, we want to glorify you and uh, it can only happen if we get to know you better and better and better. We can glorify you more. And that's what we desire. Enable me as your servant to teach your people so that your name may 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 be glorified. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Now, The prophet Isaiah prophesied that the Holy Spirit would rest upon Messiah. We find that in Isaiah chapter 42 verse 1 where we read, Behold, my servant whom I uphold, my elect one in whom my soul delights, I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. And this is a prophecy with regards to Messiah that was to come. And this was spoken long in advance. It comes from the Old Testament. And, And the prophecy is so clear. It says, My servant whom I uphold, my elect one, in whom my soul delights, I have put my spirit upon him. And we know that the Spirit of God came upon Jesus Christ. Remember when he was baptized in the Jordan River? The Holy Spirit came as a dove and came upon Jesus Christ. And, I mean, from that day on, the, the Spirit was with Christ, okay? Because Jesus was truly, uh, truly the Jewish Messiah. All right, so that's one of the things that we clearly see, how the prophet Isaiah prophesied that the Spirit would rest upon the Messiah. But the Holy Spirit would also give him wisdom and strength and knowledge. Listen to this. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2 and 3, it says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. It doesn't mean there's different spirits. It's just the different characteristics of the Holy Spirit. Nah. Then verse 3 says, His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. Obviously, Messiah was going to be the God-man. And when Jesus Christ judges at the end of the day, it's not going to be the way that human beings judge. It's going to be a spiritual judgment. Because in the first place, people are going to be judged because they did not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, They did not repent of their sin. They didn't turn away from their sin. They didn't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ unto salvation. And beloved, how in the world will Jesus know whether somebody believes in him or whether somebody does not believe in him? You see, Jesus is the one who can see where we cannot see because he is the second person of the Trinity. Okay, so the Holy Spirit 
would give Jesus Christ wisdom, okay? would give him strength, would give him knowledge, would give him understanding. Okay? It, it, it is the Holy Spirit that worked in Jesus. Remember that Jesus was fully God when he was on earth, no, 100% God. So he had a divine nature, but he was fully man. He was 100% man at the same time. And as a human being, obviously he was without sin, but as a human being, as, a, as being fully man, Jesus didn't know all things. He didn't have all wisdom. He didn't have all strength. He didn't have all knowledge. And the Holy Spirit was the one who gave him the ability or who enabled Jesus in his, his human nature to have these things. Now, when we read the Gospels, we see basically how the Holy Spirit worked wisdom and strength and knowledge and so on in the life of Jesus Christ. Right. But, and this is important, it doesn't mean that Jesus didn't have his own wisdom and strength and knowledge no? and his own understanding. It doesn't mean that at all. We know that Jesus had his own wisdom. We know that he had his own strength. We know that he had his own knowledge. We know that his divine nature at times would, um, how can I say, do things and his human nature would then just experience certain things. Remember that woman that touched Jesus and um, power flowed out of him to, to, to heal her, that woman that had an issue of blood? W what happened there? It was Jesus' divine nature, his godly nature, that touched the woman and Jesus' human nature felt immediately that something happened because a power went out of him. But when we go to John chapter 10, verse 17 and 18, we read the following. It says, Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it again. Can you see that? Jesus says, I lay down my life that I may take it again. So you see the strength to, to lay down his life and to take it up again was in Jesus Christ himself. And how can we say that? Well, how can Scripture say that? Because John 10 says it. How can John 10 tell us that? John 10 tells us it because Jesus is the second person of the triune God. He's the second person of the Godhead. All right? And in his capacity as the second person the, um, of the, of the uh, Godhead, Jesus can lay down his life and he can take it up again. Remember, Jesus wasn't killed in, in, I'm putting it in inverted commas. Jesus wasn't killed by anybody. Jesus laid down his life willingly. That's something we need to remember. Remember that Jesus gave his life. It wasn't taken from him. He gave it. All right, then John 10 verse 18 says, No one takes it from me. That's talking about his life. Nah? But I lay it down of myself. So no one takes the life of Jesus Christ, took it from him. Jesus Christ gave it himself. The verse continues and says, I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. And this command I have received from my Father. Why does Jesus say that? Because the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit does not do things separate from one another, in the sense of, yes, the three persons of the, of the Godhead has different functions and does certain things, okay? The Father didn't do what the Son did, and the Son didn't do what the Holy Spirit did. But they were in 100% agreement with what they did. 
there is a strong relationship and a strong unity within the Godhead, now within the triune God. But at the same time, um, we must remember that Jesus is the second person of the Trinity, is the second person of the Godhead, which means that in his capacity as being God, there are certain things that Jesus Christ himself could do in his divine nature while he was on this earth. Okay, So when we talk about receiving wisdom, receiving strength, receiving under understanding or knowledge, Jesus in his human nature um, might not have known certain things. He might not have certain strengths to do certain things or have certain wisdom or understanding. But in his, his divine nature, it was all there. And there were times when the divine nature of Jesus Christ would relate things to his human nature. Okay, but we must still remember that Jesus is not the Father and he's not the Holy Spirit. The Father is not Jesus and he's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not Jesus or the Father. But they are 100% in agreement as the triune God. Okay, now let's take a look at the relationship between Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Now, what we can see from Scripture is that the Holy Spirit and Jesus always worked together. In fact, we can say that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit always work together. They were not only in 100% agreement, but they were working together for whatever was decided in the, the councils of God before creation or the councils of God outside of time and space. Okay, Because remember, everything that was done was decided by the Godhead. Uh, that's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, now we can look at specific events in the life of Jesus Christ to see how the Holy Spirit and Jesus basically worked together. And the first one I think it's important is the birth of Jesus Christ. And, and what we see is both in the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Luke, we get an explanation, a very clear explanation, what the work of the Holy Spirit was in the, uh, in the birth of Christ. For example, Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 we read, but while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. See, in the birth of Jesus Christ, it is the Holy Spirit who conceived Jesus Christ. Mary was the woman who carried Jesus Christ. Uh, Mary brought in the, the uh, how can I say, the human side of Jesus Christ, but the Holy Spirit conceived uh, Jesus. So in that sense, Jesus Christ, uh, or yeah, can I say, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit worked together even in his birth. All right? The Holy Spirit didn't do things separate from Jesus because the Holy Spirit was the one who conceived Jesus. Okay, hard stuff to understand, but we can see that the Holy Spirit 100% at work in the birth of Christ. Now, in the Gospel according to Luke, also in chapter 1, but verse 35, we read, And the angel answered and said to her, this is now to Mary, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. You're the Holy Spirit is the one who will come upon Mary and she will conceive a son. Or she will conceive and a son would be born. 
Okay, so the Holy Spirit at work in the birth of Jesus Christ, clearly seen in the Gospel of Matthew and in the Gospel of Luke. Obviously, we can see it also in other places, but I believe this is enough to tell us what the work of the Holy Spirit was in the life of Jesus Christ or the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, we see that because of the work of the Holy Spirit, uh, the life of Jesus, his human life, could begin. Okay, because it was the Holy Spirit who conceived him. Remember that. Okay, so the life of Jesus could begin, his human life, because the Holy Spirit uh, basically conceived uh, him. The Holy Spirit was the one who made sure that Jesus became uh, flesh. Uh, The human part, the human nature of Jesus Christ didn't have any sin. And the reason for that was because the Holy Spirit was basically, and I'm putting in inverted commas, was basically his father. Okay. Mary was his mother, but his father was the Holy Spirit. And, and in the life of Jesus Christ, the fact that he was born without sin tells us that it seems that sin is transferred, uh, transferred through the man and not through the woman. All right. But you always need a man and a woman to have a child. All right. That's why every single human being born of a woman, which means that there was a man involved, uh, that child is always born in sin. All right. But in the case of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit was his father. And the Holy Spirit, obviously, the third person of the Godhead, uh, without sin. So Jesus would be conceived and Jesus would be born without sin. All right. Because remember, he was not born of a man. Okay. John chapter 7 verse 18 says, He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. And this is Jesus speaking about himself. Now, there's no unrighteousness in Jesus Christ. And in 1 John chapter 3 verse 5, we read, And you know that he was manifested to take away our sin. And in him, there is no sin. All right, so there's no unrighteousness to be found in Jesus Christ because he's not born of a man. And there is no sin to be found in Jesus Christ because he's not born of a man. The Holy Spirit is his father. Okay, so that's very, very important. And it's because the Holy Spirit was involved in the birth of Jesus Christ that Jesus Christ was born, Jesus the man, in his human nature was banned, was born without sin and without unrighteousness. No unrighteousness was found in him. No sin was found in him. Okay. Now, we also see in Scripture that the human life of Jesus Christ uh, added some limitations to his ministry because he had a human nature. So in his divine nature, Jesus knew things that Others would wasn't able to know. Jesus could heal people without his human nature knowing, and there was power that came went out of him. There were different things that happened through the ministry of Jesus Christ, where you could see the divine nature of Jesus Christ at work. But when it comes to him as a person and in the life of Christ and whatever he did when he interacted and he ate and he and he spoke. Uh, he was fully human. 
Jesus wasn't 50% human and 50% God. He was 100% human and 100% God. It's a tough one to understand. Now, in his human nature, now in his divine nature, now in his, his godly nature, Jesus had no limitations. Okay? But in his human nature, Jesus definitely had some limitations. For example, in John chapter 4, verse 6, we read that Jesus became tired. So when he walked and he did work or he did things, he would become tired. That's a limitation. So it wasn't that um, his divine nature would just all of a sudden take over and just give him supernatural strength to, to go on and on and on and on. So he never would get tired and he never had to sleep. No, Jesus had to sleep because he was fully human. Okay, And in John chapter 4 verse 7, we read that he became thirsty because he had a normal human body like you and I. And if you don't drink something during the day, you're going to dehydrate and your body will react. Okay, Dehydration is not good for us. So Jesus in his human nature had to take uh, fluids to drink, nah, water to drink, and he had to eat and he had to rest. Okay, And when he had to move from one place to another, he walked. Okay. Uh, and why did he walk? That was one of the limitations. He was fully human. And as a as a human, he couldn't just walk through walls and fly to one place or another or whatever. It, it doesn't work like that because Jesus was fully human. Even though he was without sin, no unrighteousness was found in him, he had limitations all right, to his ministry. He became tired, became thirsty. He had the limitations of a human being. Because he was fully, completely, 100% human. All right. That, that concludes um, our first part of the Holy Spirit in his work in the life of Jesus Christ. And I believe it's, it's important for us to understand that even though Jesus is the second person of the, of the uh, Godhead, Still, the Holy Spirit was very much involved in the ministry and the life of Jesus Christ. And we see it in the, in the fact that we, we can distinguish between a divine nature and a human nature in Jesus Christ. All right. With that, let's close our eyes in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that um, we can learn more about Christ and the work of the Spirit in the life of Jesus Christ in his birth, but also in his ministry. And we see the limitations of the fact that he was a man. But we also see that the Holy Spirit enabled him uh, to, to do things. And it's so amazing to see how uh, the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ work together. Uh, thank you for your revelation. Thank you that witnesses could write it down in the Gospels so that we can see how these things work. And Father, I pray that the knowledge that we gain may it not only be head knowledge, but please allow it to become heart knowledge so we can glorify you more and more and more. As we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Beloved, thank you very much for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and may he give you his peace. God willing, until next time, bye-bye.